Good morning. Welcome back to First General Baptist Church. It's good to see everybody and uh, out this morning. And uh, we just want to come together and we want to worship the Lord today. Uh, for all those that are watching us on YouTube and Facebook, uh, welcome. Uh, just join us today as we worship the Lord. Let us experience 
thank you so much for the opportunity to be in your house Lord we just pray for your presence here today God we just pray that you would give us peace where peace is needed Lord give healing where healing is needed give us comfort Lord where comfort is needed and Lord we just pray especially God that you would give salvation where salvation is needed Lord we just want to lift up each one that is here we pray for those that couldn't be here we pray for those that are watching online and Lord, we just pray, God, that you would be with Brother Daryl today as he delivers your word. God, please speak to our hearts. God, draw us closer to you. Help us, Lord, to think about and more on eternal things, Lord, and less on the things of this world. Lord, we just place our trust and our hope in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
soldiers watched in vain was borrowed for three days his body there would not remain our God has robbed the Okay, we welcome you again to the Lord's house, and if if you are watching online, we welcome you, of course. We're now in Luke chapter 24. We'll look at verse 36 through 43, Luke chapter 24, 36 through 43, and as the story moves along after the resurrection of Jesus, he, he has appeared to several disciples, a few at a time, and now he appears to a larger group. It's not large, but larger so he appears to his uh, apostles and some disciples that have gathered in a, in a room. And that's where we come to. So we'll begin reading with verse 36 and just uh, stop at 43. Now as they uh, said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and uh, said to them, this is important, uh, peace to you. And I'll come back to that. So this is what Jesus said, peace to you. Now... If Jesus says peace to you, it's because you have an absence of peace. He doesn't just say it. There's a reason he said it, peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened. 
and supposed they had seen a spirit. So today, we would say they supposed they'd seen a ghost. Uh, that's exactly what that means. And he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts appear in your hearts? And so this, the reason he said peace to you is because this is the issue that's going on with them. They're troubled and filled with doubt. They're troubled. Uh, that's just, boy, we could use a lot of words for that, couldn't we? We, we know what that means. Uh, trouble, well, why? There could be a lot of things. We don't know exactly what it all is. But you're troubled, and you have a lot of doubts. So he said, behold my hands and my feet, that is, I myself, handle me and see. Go ahead and touch my hands and my feet. What's that mean? Well, the places where the nails went. Okay, that's what that that means. See, I've still got the, the, the scars. It's really me is what he was saying. Hold my hands and my feet, and it, it is me. It's I myself. Handle me. See, a spirit, a ghost, does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. I mentioned this before a few weeks ago as we've looked kind of week by week at the resurrection and, and his, the appearances of Jesus. It, it would be an interesting study. I'm not going to go into that. But what a resurrected body is like and what a resurre- our resurrected body will be like. I'll, just, I'll touch on that a little bit, but that's an interesting thing to study. When he had said this, verse 40, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy... I mean, that's the way my new King James says it, and and your Bible probably says it something like that. Uh, One translation I had said uh, uh, on that phrase, they still did not believe for joy, which in a way, in the way we speak English now, I'm not sure what that means. They still did not believe for joy. We would say it like this today. It's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. That's, that's exactly what that means. So when they still did not believe for it. It's too good to be true. It can't be true. It's too good to be true. Uh, and still not believe for joy and marveled. He said to them, have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb. And he took it and ate it in their, in their, in their presence. Now, Lord willing, we'll go on to some other things that he said said next week Uh, so the resurrection appearing to them and and the this is what a little bit of what a resurrected body will be like you uh, other writers make this more plain as they're in the room the doors are locked but he's in the room he didn't knock he didn't have a key he's just in the room so he doesn't have to open a door. That's what a resurrected body will be like. But he's not a ghost. He's not a spirit. He, but uh, the physical has changed dramatically. You no longer need to open a door. That's what a resurrected body is like. He can eat, but he doesn't have to eat. And there are some scars left. That's interesting. And I really don't know very much to say about that. I was at a conference one time for, well, I was at a conference one time. The preacher was preaching, and he said something that really spoke to me. 
may not speak to you at all, but just I really hadn't even planned on, on uh, putting this in here. But as he's preaching, he said, you know, when we get to see Jesus face to face, there's a lot of things maybe that he's going to look for, he's going to look at opportunities you know but he said this this is what caught my attention and one of the one of the things he's going to look for is scars your scars your scars what you've had to go through for the cause of Jesus Jesus still had his scars didn't do away with them interesting isn't it and that's about all I know about that but that, when that preacher said that to me, what Jesus is going to look for is your scars. Sometimes we're ashamed of them, what we've had to go through. Uh, I, I need to move on. Uh, that's a little bit of what a resurrected body, a little bit. There's just so much more. Time and space, distance has changed. You can't eat, you don't have to. You can open a door, but you don't have to. That's a little bit of what a resurrected body will be like. I'm, we're going to put on the screen 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. John said, and John was there when he saw Jesus. Beloved, now we are children of God. So right now, with this verse, I'm speaking to disciples of Jesus. Okay, Children of God, Christians. Disciples of Jesus. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. It's, it's hinted at. The Bible gives us good hints, but we just, wow. When you talk to me about no conception of distance and time and space and, and you can't eat but you don't have to, doors don't matter any, anymore, you know, how can we fathom that because we're not ever used to that? None of us have ever seen that. So it's not revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, here it is, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. When we see Jesus, we'll, we'll see him as he is. We will be like him. Now, I want you to just take that phrase. It's, it's, been, it's been italicized and un underlined on, the, uh, on the, the screen. We shall be, we will, let me put it this way. We will be like, if you're a disciple, here, here it is. You will be like him. Now, that's where you're going. That's where you're headed to. Re retirement is not the end. Reaching retirement age, uh, anything, any, whatever, anything that I name in this life, that's not the end. You don't stop there. Death our natural death that all of us are going to have to, 100% of us, unless, unless Jesus comes back first, first the, the, the death rate in this room is 100%. Unless Jesus comes back first. That's not the end. That's actually the beginning. We, it, it, it's just hard for us to think that through sometimes, but that's not the end. That's the beginning. This is the end for us. We, the end and the, and the beginning, we will be like him. That's the goal. That's where we're going to. You will be like him. I like the way the Bible over and over, and I like the way Jesus himself and the, and the, and the other writers of the Bible make statements. The gospel is an announcement. It's not a discussion. 
The gospel is a proclamation. It's not, a, it's not an argument. It's not a debate. The Bible doesn't, de doesn't debate it. It announces it. That's what the gospel means. It's the proclamation of the good news. It's not a question. When God, when God said the Ten Commandments, I've said this before, it's not ten suggestions. It's, it's, it's not ten thoughts. They're commandments. And so the Bible makes statements. It doesn't, it doesn't pose questions. You will be like him. There's no other choice for the, for the disciple of Christ. There's no other choice. That's your goal. That's the end game. In fact, that's, where, that's the end game for now, and that's where life starts. You will be like him. I like, I like the fact that the Bible makes statements. It, it tells us this is the way it is. It makes announcements, not debates and questions. It just says it. This is the way it is. There's no other choice. Uh, right now, I want to insert, we're obviously coming to the end of the book of Luke. I uh, plan to, and nothing has changed. I still plan to go to the book of, book of Hebrews next. And I, uh, for several re reasons, I, I, I frankly just feel like that's where God wants us to go. But the book of he Hebrews, and we'll get into it more, I've, I, I don't think it is, uh, it's obviously a letter written to churches, but I don't think that's where it started. I think it started as a message that was preached. I think, a, I think a preacher somewhere sometime preached it, and it was written down. Now, he may have written it down himself, or somebody, somebody wrote it down as he preached. But it's a message preached. The book of he Hebrews is a message preached, and it's statements about who Jesus is, and on and on. You will be like him. Now, that's the end. This is the point, a big point. Nothing in this life is your goal. That is your goal. We shall be like him. There's a couple of statements that if you have a hard copy of the message on the backside of your announcements, there's a couple of statements. I'm going to swap those around. If you're watching just the screen, you won't ever, you, you won't ever tell the difference. But I'm going to take the second statement first. We're going somewhere else. So keep reminding yourself that everything here is temporary. It's transitory. Because we are going somewhere else. You will be like him. But you won't be like him here. This isn't the goal. Nothing here, nothing in your life, nothing in my life is the goal. We're going somewhere else. Now, it's not a question. It's not a debate. It's not even whether you believe it. It's not, it ain't going to change anything. You are going somewhere else, okay? No matter what, you're going somewhere else. So keep reminding yourself that everything here is temporary transitory. Remind yourself every day. I think that's healthy, that this is, this is temporary. This isn't forever. Nothing here is forever. The second statement, keep comparing Jesus' resurrection and yours to everything else you have to deal with. Remember, Jesus came into the room and said, peace to you. Let, as you look 
as Jesus would have said to his disciples, as you look at me, as you look at what a resurrected body is like, as you look at your resurrected king, let that take away the trouble and the doubt. Because that's what he said, peace to you. Why are you troubled and doubts arise in your mind? Look, Jesus said, look at me. Look at me. So keep comparing for us. Keep comparing Jesus' resurrection and yours to everything you el- you everything else you have to deal with. And I'm going to add to that every day. Every day. Think about resurrection of Jesus and I'm going to be there too. Or the Bible's not true. I believe the Bible is true. I will be like him. And I'm going to remind myself of that every day. Now the next one I think it's the title of the message. I'm not sure if Matt's got get a, get a grip or not. And I'm going to start this way. This will be a little more familiar to you. Uh, maybe you've been here, maybe not. Maybe you talked to friends about this. But, you know, if you take somebody, for instance, that buys a car, and when they buy the car, it's not that the car is maybe too expensive, but it's too ex- expensive for them or for you. Maybe you've done that. You bought a car, it's, it's, maybe it's a good deal, but it's just more than you can afford. And so we say sometimes, maybe joke around about it, but in a way it's, there's a lot of truth to it. If you, if you get into the purchase of a car and your payments are more than you can afford, we, we say that instead of you owning the car, the car, what, owns you. Everything just got to go to paying the payment on that car. If you buy a house, same, same thing. You buy the house, and 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 this, it may be a good deal, but it's just more than you could afford. Payments are are more than you really should have gotten into. And you say, well, instead of me owning the house, the house owns me. Life can get that way. Get a grip. Sometimes this is the way it came to my mind. Often you've you've heard me do this. Since this life is temporary and transitory, since we're not going to stay here, since this isn't going to last, since we're going somewhere else and we're going to be something else, someone else, then we need to learn to handle things more loosely, whatever it might be. Sometimes we just, we grip things too much, too hard. Sometimes we try to hang on when we shouldn't be. We try to hang on because we, we just want this to last. Nothing wrong with that unless it's too much, whatever it might be. We're gripping too hard, and so often you've heard me say, we need to loosen our grip. Loosen our grip. Here's what a thought that I'd never said it like this before, though. When we grip things too hard, when we're holding on too long, holding on too hard, gripping it too hard, those things, if we're not careful, turn around and grip us. 
That thing that you're holding on to, it could be a relationship, a job, uh, a thing. That thing, that person that you're holding on to too tightly, it has turned around and gripped you. Now, there's no way for me to give you a test about that. How, how do I know? I think you just know. I think you just know that this thing, this person, this want, this desire, this obsession, this, uh, it's gripping me. It's got a hold on me. It's like it's consuming me, this, this addiction. It's like it's consuming me, and I'm letting it. I'm letting this relationship consume me. I'm letting the desire for this thing, I'm, le I'm letting it, it's got its grip on me. And I don't want it to. I believe what the Bible says about the resurrection. I believe that we will be like Jesus someday. I believe that that's where we're he heading to. I believe that that's the goal. And nothing else, everything else less than that is less than that. And so I cannot allow anything in this life to get a grip on me. Now, I know how this is because I've let, it, I've let things do that to me. I've let it grip me. I let it control me. I let it just consume me. And it's, you know, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just anything that I've let get a hold of me and grip me. And for someone this morning, I think it's just, you know what? he's right I'm letting that thing that person that job that career it's got a hold of me and I don't want it to there's about three stages not going to spend long with this at all there's about three stages of people that either you're watching or you're here in in person the first one is uh it's a good place to be. It's, you know what, I, I agree with that, and I don't want it to happen in my life. And so I'm going to be on guard. That's why the book of, book, of, book of Proverbs says, guard your heart. So I'm going to be on guard for that, and I'm just, I, every, every day I'm going to think about eternity. I want to think about what's coming next, and I know this isn't it. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guard myself and not let things grip me. The second stage is for maybe if you're watching online or if you're here in person is, you know what, I've got something, someone, it's starting to. I, I can tell. There's no, test to, there's no test for this. I can tell. I don't even know how I can tell. But I just know that this thing or this person, this whatever, is starting to get a hold of me. I'm staying awake at night. I'm thinking about it. I just can't hardly, you know, it's, it's, it's starting to get a hold of me. And this morning, I need to make a decision to back off from that, to put whatever it is, it may not be a bad thing, but whatever it is, just to put it in its place. Hey, there's nothing wrong with owning a good car if you can afford it. There's nothing wrong with owning a good house if you can afford it but it's when you get too far. And for the second stage, it says, you know what? I, I can tell 
And this morning, I'm going to stop. I'm going to back up from that. Then the third one is, you know what? Something's got a hold of me. There's, a, there's I, I'm troubled and I'm worried. I'm troubled and I'm worried about this, that, and it, whatever it is. And it's got a hold of me. And I don't want it to. I know that this thing, this person, this whatever is not the most important thing in my life, but I've let it be. I know that it's that I, I want to be, I'd rather be gripped by Jesus than this or them. And I need to be free. I need to be free. I'm going to ask the musicians to come on up. We're going to get ready for our invitation but I need to be free. And I need to, uh, the main thing I think that's required right here is honesty. Now, I'll be the first to tell you that I don't like admitting when something has gotten a grip on me. I don't like admitting that, that I've let that happen. But I'm going to tell you that I have let that happen. And I don't, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be that, that guy. So I need to admit that, you know what, something's got a grip on me. And I need to be free. I'm going to ask you, if you would, those in, in person to stand. And this is going to be our, our prayer time. It's, it's tough to admit and it's tough to confront things like this because we, we don't like to admit that we're in the grip of anything. But sometimes we just frankly are. So while the, all they're going to do this morning is just play, while they play and we pray, if you need to come to one of these chairs, you can stand, sit, kneel, and just by doing that, you're honest. You're honest. By doing that, you're saying, Lord, you know what? I'm having trouble with a relationship. I'm having trouble with my career my things, whatever it might be. I'm troubled and I'm worried. And I don't want to be. I'm troubled and I'm worried. And I don't want to be. So, Lord, I'm coming to you in prayer. Just saying, I need help. Lord, I want you to be the most important thing, person, in my life, not this other thing. I want to be gripped by Jesus, not this other thing. If you're honest, you want to pray in an honest way while they play, we invite you to come and pray.